Hey guys, welcome back. We're ready to keep it going here today and I want to talk to you about something that's a pretty widely used self-improvement technique and it's one that can really help you to take your mental game to the next level. And this, this isn't some secret thing that nobody knows about, but I do think it's a pretty underrated strategy, something that's pretty often overlooked. Um, and it's called the acting as if technique, okay? Acting as if. And like I said, this is something you hear about this from all sorts of different places. You can hear about this in therapy, from motivational speakers, from NLP training, life coaches, etc. Um, and I, I think it would fall into the category of NLP, actually. I'm pretty sure it does. I think that's where it originated from. But anyway, it's a, it's a fairly self-explanatory technique, all right? But I'm going to really drill down into why it's so powerful and try to impress its value upon you. Because like I said, it's, it's underrated. Uh, the whole point of the acting as if technique is that you're basically tricking your brain into thinking that it's more successful than it already is. And you, you really are hacking your, your hardware here. You're really getting more out of your mental abilities. So basically what's happening is that whenever you feel like you don't have, um, you don't have what it takes to accomplish something, whether you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, uh, if you feel stuck or just inadequate, what you can do is take the time as it, to, to act as if you were the kind of person who was already accomplishing the things that you wanted to. So if you guys listen to my episode on consistency, um, that's going to help you better understand what's happening here. But uh, basically what happens is our brains really, really hate it when we're inconsistent, okay? If we say that something is true, our minds uh, automatically start looking for evidence that it's true. If we act as if we believe something is true, it's extremely uncomfortable for us to admit to ourselves that we believe the opposite. So for example, if we constantly talk about how much we hate our job, it's going to be physically uncomfortable for us to act as if we do enjoy the job. Even if we have a really good day, um, we'll still look to complain. We'll still find reasons why it's bad. And it just won't feel right for us to say, hey, this isn't actually that bad. Um, because it's, it's inconsistent with what we've been saying all this time. So the discomfort that we, um, that we feel in this situation is called cognitive dissonance. I've already done an episode on this, um, but it's worth repeating. It's called cognitive dissonance. And it's, it's a really interesting phenomenon in psychology. And people will go to ridiculous lengths to ensure that they don't have to experience this cognitive dissonance. And when we know this and we know how it works, it allows us to hack it. So when I was a kid, I loved to argue with adults about everything. And I, I still do, honestly. But when I was little, it was just really empowering for me to interrogate the grown-ups and to just hit them with question after question after question. And it was partially to outsmart somebody in authority, and it was partially because I knew that eventually I could irritate them to the point where I had gained some kind of victory over them, okay? And doing this constantly as a kid, um, I pretty quickly learned that if I tried hard enough, I could argue against really anything. Even when I knew I was wrong, I could still find something to use as evidence and just make a case for myself. And looking back on that now as a student of human nature, I understand that this is because the mind has an incredible ability to justify whatever it chooses to believe. Uh, because the, the, the mind craves order, the brain craves order, and it needs to make sense of everything. If it can't justify why it believes something, um, it experiences that cognitive dissonance and it just it starts to fall apart, okay? So to keep you from feeling that dissonance, that discomfort, it finds evidence to support whatever it is you believe or whatever you've chosen to believe in most cases. If you, so if you say that your job sucks, then every negative aspect of that job is gonna stand out and it's gonna take priority. Your brain's gonna go, oh, here, look at this, look at that, look at this. Uh, clearly my job sucks. There's all these bad things that are happening. But if you really wanted to change your approach towards your work, you might spend a couple days 
um, doing the exact opposite. You could, you, if you spend enough time saying, oh, you know, my job is great. Um, it's actually, it's actually uh, I'm really happy here. I, I, I like working hard. I, I like doing this. I'm happy with it. Um, I'm excited. It's giving me opportunities, whatever. Um, things will start to change. They won't change all at once, actually. Um, at first, you're going to feel that cognitive dissonance, and it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, and you're even going to feel it on a physical level. But eventually, your brain is going to catch up and realize that, hey, I'm, I'm saying something different, so things must have changed somehow. Um, I better start finding some evidence to support this new theory. And then when you start seeing all the ways that your job doesn't suck, you'll become grateful for what you have, and your behavior will start to change to support that. So at first, you might just say, um, I actually love my job. This is a great place to work, blah, blah, blah. And you won't, you won't really believe it. But then over time, you start to say, oh, yeah, it's a great job because, um, you know, I get, I get a lot of downtime to do things I like or because I feel I am contributing something or it kind of sucks all around, but at least I'm getting exercise in or at least it pays good or maybe it's just all around terrible, but um, it puts me in a position where I have an opportunity to develop an awesome work ethic. You know, you... It, it doesn't just come all at once, but eventually your mind finds those, those things where it can point out and say, hey, you know, here is evidence to support this. Here is a reason why it's good. You can always find reasons to support your case if you really look for them hard enough. It's just that I hate it when people are like, oh, I'm a realist. That's why I'm so pessimistic. I'm not pessimistic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just being realistic. Well, you know, realistic to one person is not realistic to somebody else. You know, you, you're looking for evidence to support your case. Realistic is... is is made up it's subjective it's subjective there's no <clears throat> there's no way to know exactly what is real because everybody sees things totally different um when i was in the military there were people would say oh well, you know i'm a realist and you know this job is actually really great because blah blah blah, blah. and then there are other people that would say this job is awful i <laughs> i hate doing this i cannot wait to get out of the military and that was me and i started off for the first few years i was I was really miserable. I just could not wait to end my enlistment. But then, over time, um, I started to change my approach. I started to change the way I talked and the way I thought about things. And then I started to find evidence why it was actually a really good place to work. And so I, I got to see both sides of the spectrum in that same situation. My situation did not change at all. I mean, it, it did in, in some ways, but like the grand scheme of things, like nothing really changed. I was still stuck in the same place. I was still doing the same stuff. And I mean, when I changed my attitude towards it, my position changed, my, my pay changed, you know, I started to get promoted and uh, things got a little bit easier for me in, in certain ways. But, you know, it was it was really interesting to see both sides of that because I just uh, really understood the lesson that whatever you think is real, you're going to find evidence to believe that. So this is how acting as if really works, basically. It's not some hype up BS. It's a very valid neurological reprogramming technique that relies on known psychological principles to create a lasting and effective change. So let's get into exactly how to use it real quick. First, you have to figure out where you want to go. You need a clear vision at the end, um, or you need a clear vision of the end result and the person that you want to become. You can be, it, it, this, this can be an absolutely idealistic person, um, and the vision can be kind of absurd. It can be kind of out there. That's fine. Um, if it's totally out of reach, that's totally fine. Um, actually, the more ambitious your your vision is, the more likely it is to excite you, okay, and to motivate you. So if you're trying to change a certain behavior, what you're going to want to do is figure out what the exact opposite of that behavior is, okay, and figure out what would the person that I want to be do, how would they act in this situation, what is the opposite 
of what I'm doing now um, and how can I do that? The next step is to actually rehearse the behavior. So imagine some situations where you might be challenged to act according to your old habits and then ask yourself, how would the person, how would the person in my vision act? And imagine acting as if that, or acting as if in that person over and over again in your head. The more you can rehearse, the better. I can't overemphasize that. The more you rehearse, the better. Your conscious mind knows the difference between imagination and reality, but your unconscious mind and your body do not know the difference between imagination and reality. That's why you get an adrenaline rush when you, when you imagine monsters in the dark hallway as you're walking through. Uh, so in this case, you're, you're hacking your unconscious mind and your, your body to respond as if you were really acting out this new behavior. Um, and you know, that's gonna help, that's, that's the first step towards making it a habit. And then you have to actually go do it. Whenever you're confronted with a situation, take a pause and say, okay, well, how would this person act? And then you, you act as if. And maybe you can't live up to these lofty ideals right away. That's okay. Just figure out what you can do and do that. Make sure that you ask yourself the best questions possible because the better questions that you ask, the better answers that you're gonna get. Um, when you ask questions, your, your mind, like I said earlier, it has a way of coming up with the answers on its own. So ask yourself, what actionable steps can I take now? Um, how can I move into alignment with that vision that I have? You know, how would my ideal self act in this situation? And then start doing it. Um, just, just practice it, guys. That's all it is. And it's slowly changing those habits, those behaviors. And then, you know, over time, that changes your future. So start doing this. Um, really watch what you say and think as closely as possible. Uh, if you really commit to this technique, it's not going to be very long before you start to create very real change, very lasting change. Uh, so yeah, guys, have fun with it. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to find me on Instagram at Jack Gray Psychology Hacks. And until next time, I'll see you guys.